Hey, welcome back to the Bobblehead Podcast, uh, where Tim and I keep on this uh, this series of listener ask questions. And um, today's episode is a bit of a continuation off of the last episode. And um, that was when when was the perfect time to start a business. And today is diving into the question of knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? And Tim gives us a lot of insight and wisdom into how he did it and using the power of hindsight, how he might do it differently next time. And also we throw in a bunch of shenanigans in the middle because that's how we get down here to Bobblehead Podcast. So as always, we're super glad you're here. Let's get started. Listen up. See the, I see the red button. That's you know, how you know it, it's time it's, to be serious. It's, uh, you know, some people like when you're you're filming a TV show, I think that the red light comes on. In fact, at the Mavs game, we go to the Mavs game, they have cameras everywhere and they'll have like a camera right on you. And you're like, I, do I... Am I being recorded? Am I showing up on the big screen? And then you see the red light come on. You're like, oh, that's when it's going on. So yeah, the red light is when it's when you're live. Yeah, but honestly, we do we do our best work, which isn't it's not a high bar. <laughs> when say. we don't know, when we don't so know. Could you define best work for me, please? Yeah, we'll do that in a future podcast. But like, it's it's <laughs> certainly. I don't know if there's much delineation actually. <laughs> We had that discussion last podcast. Too, That's going to be the phrase of the yeah. Of the, is, uh, we'll do that on a future podcast. We're good at ideas. We're not start. Yeah, actually, I'm really good at ideas. I just I'm really not good at executing on the ideas, and you're really good at executing ideas, but only the ones that you really want to talk about. <laughs> only the ones I really want to do. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, yeah, Tim, we'll talk about that in the future. Yeah, and you're I'm like, actually going to use that in the next eighteen meeting. Is like when uh-huh. we're talking about stuff for for next year. Be like, you yeah. know what. Let's save that for a future year. Tim, that's a great idea. Let me put that over here on this chalkboard. Yeah, let me, you know, we're going to shelve that. It's, that that'd be a great idea Gosh, for a future a, year. That is a great idea. We'll, we'll pick that up in 2028. We'll take that under advisement. <laughs> Clunk as it goes in Clunk, 80, yeah, 86. Seriously. Man, you talk about an interesting podcast. That, that last one, we, we talked about a whole lot of stuff that we weren't even really intended to talk about and yeah. about three minutes on, on the actual topic. So we have, we may have four people listening here, or we may have one person listening still. And that person listening still may be my mother. I was gonna say you're like, she, she may have still. tuned out by now. <laughs> I was gonna say that's that last one. She may have really tuned yeah, out. I was gonna say by the end you're barely listening. Yeah. <laughs> Just yes, mm-hmm. yes. So um, one of the things we were talking about last time, and I won't dive too deep into that, is just kind of how about core memories and that sort of thing, and. It reminded me about what we talked about content on the on the podcast. It reminded me about going back to we've been doing this for what three years now. Yeah, and I was telling someone they were talking. In fact, I this this morning. I was at the dentist getting a teeth cleaning, and uh, they were asking about my girls and what do they do. And I told them, you know Sophie does this and that, and she also produces a podcast. She's like, wow. She goes, you have a podcast. I'm like, well, yeah. She's like, well, what's the name of it? And I'm like, well, I'm not sure you want to listen to it. No, I'm kidding. But it reminded me of when we first started some of the things that that we talked about and some of the some of the early on podcast. Man, we put a lot of content out there. We really have. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, if you go back and listen to some of those early episodes, and and it's it's funny and cringeworthy at the same time. You know, like you don't realize. Dude, I look back at the last podcast we did and said they're cringe. I, I just stopped listening to them. I'm like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. I'm like, but yeah. some of those first ones, man, and, and you just you don't know what you don't know, right? And you just get into it because again, this is something we wanted to do, and like yeah. we're, we're ego driven enough to think that people want to hear what, what right. it is that we have to say, yeah. um, and that'll never that'll never change, yeah, uh, regardless of the format. But just the the content and the the way that we did it and our 
our words and the quality of the audio. Yeah. It's come a long way. It has. I was, uh, I listened to a, a podcast called throttle dogs. Did I tell you about throttle dogs yeah. and man, you know, some really good content. If you like cars, if you like, you know, track cars or fast cars, it's a great, uh, CJ Wilson used to pitch for the Rangers and yeah. for the angels. And then one of the guys is like a surgeon, a doctor or whatever. One guy is an actor from Texas, which I don't whatever, but, um, man, really good guys. And I enjoy listening to them, but dude, quality is guys, you need to get your act together. It's not great. Yeah. Right. And you, and, and their, their echoes and all this sort of thing. So I'm, I'm really proud of the quality we're putting together as far as the, the, um, engineering side of it. Now the content side. Yeah. I'm not I mean, sure that could, they probably need to find some more hosts. We can't get any smarter, man. We can't get any more <laughs> articulate. We, we are like those will forever be the limitations. Except like, we can only make us sound so good. Brendan can only make us look so good. Like we are, yeah. we are stuck firmly within the limitations of our mental capacity. Speaking of looking good, we need to be sure and put in the uh, budget for next year. Uh, new chairs. Good Lord. Yeah. yeah. These are, these are awful. And, yeah. I, and I, and I take responsibility because I ordered them because they were cheap. Just Amazon. compressed. Whack. Oh, I think frumpy. Is the word that Seriously. comes to mind? Like they're they're going to come scoop us up and take us back to the chocolate factory. I'll just say this: if we had a Santa hat on, there would be kids lined up at the door. <laughs> like, is they they don't talk to the elf? They talk to Santa. <laughs> we look like the elves. <laughs> oh. oh, every time I see a short, I'm like on on social media. I'm like, I don't tell me I don't look like that. Like, I honey, know. tell me I'm pretty. Yeah, tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> tell me like, I'm pretty. We need to be shot like upright. Better yet, like. Is there any way we can get a table that's like eyeball level? <laughs> We'd be standing. You've like heard a of bar height, desk. right? Yeah, like like bar yeah. height, but yeah, like yeah. standing like upright. Lots of shadows, right? <laughs> dark downward room. angle, the dark. downward sideward. Yeah, like, dark sideward. rooms. Yeah, yeah like, just like, our eyes. Just like like artificially give ourselves jaw lines. Like, <laughs> like can you draw all those the in? help that we can get? Can you draw those in? <laughs> can Photoshop? Like I don't know how you Photoshop live video. I, I think I think what we need is we need a makeup director. We do. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's going to include super shiny in some of those. But that's going to also man. come with like body contouring. Like they need to, they'll have to put like, have you seen those now where you can put that bodysuit thing on and it makes you look like you have abs? Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, they call the beard the male push up bra. Same thing. Like we just need that same concept, wait, but for like mid Let me, I'm, I'm processing that. The, I've never heard that. You never heard that? No. Dude, just go look at pictures of celebrities or whoever. Look back at yourself without a beard and then, and then a picture with a beard. A beard is the male push up bra. Okay. So well, we, I, I, I'll, I, I hear you. Yeah. I, I, it I makes, think about it makes most men look better, more masculine or whatever. Yeah. And of course that kind of goes in line with societal trends, right? Yeah. Like, you know, back in, I don't know, back in your day when everybody like had a, like a crew cut yeah. and was clean yeah. shaven. Yeah. <laughs> or or but, a mohawk. But, I'm from the eighties. Did you have a mohawk? No, no. I, I, I never even had real mullet. Dude, I had a rat tail. Hand to God, I had a rat tail. So that's what's wrong, dude. I mean, and it was this sucker was, what? I mean, <laughs> like straight up rat tail. <laughs> my brother, my brother had the full blown like Montana mud flap, like he had the actual mullet. Oh man! So did did you braid it or just let it go? No, it was it was too thin to braid. It was just it was just a string, and I had like a a buzz like a buzz cut, like a real short crop haircut, and. And a, and a, and a I just, I just, that just made my year. But I mean, but in fairness, like we're talking trailer park in North, Northwest Montana here. So like you would have stood out had you, had you not had one. Like so, I was, dude, I was right in the middle of it. I, I, I went out, I ran with, for I went out with a girl in high school. 
my senior in high school. She was from a different town. Family came from a very wealthy, very wealthy. And her hair was down just below her shoulders. And with long hair, she had a rat tail. I don't know why you do that. Even back then, I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird. You know, th- looking back like in the 80s and stuff, there was a lot of she mullets. There were a lot of haircuts back in the day that, that women actually had yeah. mullets. Hmm. And they're coming back a little bit. Like, dude, like, Landon, as a matter of fact, like my, my oldest stepson has, they, they call it a mid-taper mullet. So there's a name for it. Yeah. And the mid-taper is just to make it sound somewhat sophisticated. It's shorter on the side. And, and like a lot of athletes, a lot of kids in general wear, they wear mullets again. Call those high and tights when I was in college. Yeah, I'll show you a picture of it. It's not even close to what you're thinking about. Cause it, I'm it's thinking like the, the Air Force cut, like high and tight. Right. But, but it's, and it's, it's just like normal, like your, your length on the sides, but then, but then it kind of flows back and then comes down to, you know, that far down off the shoulders. Wow. Yeah. It's called a mid taper mullet. Maybe we can put it in the show notes. No, let's don't. <laughs> but you know, in, in some of it, I, I want to say it looks good, but maybe it doesn't look good. You know, Hey, the kids love it. Sure. And, and, and that's the thing about kids is, is they, they love different things and that's why they have different trends. Right. But you'll also never see their parents following those. No. You could, you could actually grow a rat tail with that head. I, a skullet. I thought about <laughs> growing a skullet. Because like I could grow now, if I let it go, like I can grow a cul-de-sac, like a pretty, really? a pretty legit one too. Yeah. But you know, there's the, nothing, nothing's growing up top, but I could, I could drop it down like Dude. dog, the bounty hunter style. Man, that would be. Talk about be, starting a business. Epic. That would be, be my epic. own bounty hunter. You, <laughs> I don't know what. You know what? I'm gonna leave that right Skullets there. I'm not us. going there. That's that's brilliant. Okay, so let's jump into topic. Enough with the skullets. Talk about things that you would do different looking back. Oh, I like that you. segue. Yeah. Well done. I've, been, I've actually been keeping that one in my pocket. Good job. Well, you just why you brought up all that stuff to begin yeah, of with. Of course, I like that. Okay, so the question from listeners. Um, in fact, if you haven't listened to the previous one, we just did. The question was, uh, when do you know it's right time to start a business? And so this is kind of the follow-up to that. If you had to start a business today, what would you do differently now? Um, the only thing that I can really speak to is is what I did. Right. right. Um, and, you know, the, the funny thing, so many people that are entrepreneurs did the, did things the same way that I did. And, and, it, and the reason why is because they didn't know any better. And that was me. I just didn't know any better. So, you know, if you think about, you know, my journey as an entrepreneur, I had an idea and we won't dive into all of it today, but basically had an opportunity, um, had an idea, had a a customer that bought this stuff that said, man, that's really cool, but I think it would work work better with this. And they used it and it turned out great. And it was a huge blessing because he kept saying, I think I've talked about on the podcast, David Jones, you got to go into healthcare. You got to go into healthcare. It's a perfect fit for healthcare. And so we jumped into healthcare without really knowing anything about healthcare. So, um, you know, we kind of bootstrapped this thing and, and, and try to figure it out as we went along. Very few people. Um, and we were very, very blessed that there was some demand for what we had. And because of that, we were able to, you know, make payroll and keep things rolling and get bigger and grow. And, but we never really took big investment money. I never took outside investment money. Um, and, and that's a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to start over again, um, knowing what I know now, I probably would have gone out and taken investment money. 
The problem was, is I don't know, even now, I don't know what that means as far as how much of your business do you give up? Um, I, I just don't know because I've never done that before. Um, but is that a is it Woody Woodpecker? I hear, is that, yeah. It's a phone. Is it okay? Yeah. So uh, hear this weird. I'll send that person a strongly worded email about phone usage during business hours. <laughs> it's my phone. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So anyway, but you know, taking outside investors that want to invest in your business and you know, there's, there's investors that want short-term returns and long-term, right? And so, you know, th there's something about going to uh, the bank and taking out a loan if you need cash that you can keep it all, you can keep all your company that way. Um, in fact, I, I was I was listening to someone the other day where it was talking about, you know, getting loans from the bank and, and taking on debt is difficult and it's scary. Um, but, you know, the cool thing if you think about debt is when you get a loan from the bank, let's say you take a $200,000 loan from the bank, you're not taxed on $200,000. Right. Because it's not income. So you're taxed on that. You're not taxing the money until it turns into something and you simply pay it back over time. So if you think about it, it's not a bad way to do it, right? The negative is if it doesn't work out, man, you're on the hook. Well, and, and I think the difference is don't use it to operate your business, use it to grow your business. And, yeah. and I think people, when, when yeah. they, they make the mistake of taking that business loan mm -hmm. and they use that to fund daily operations, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but then you become used to having that cash injection and you start living, you, you start having operations that are congruent with that cash injection versus taking that $200,000 and you know, buying a customer list or to, right. you, whatever it may be inside of inside of your domain, don't use it to run a business. Use it to grow a business. How can you? And you, if you use it to increase your cash flow, in other words, you're using it to invest in something, people, or whatever to increase your cash flow. That works, right? If you're doing it to be cash flow, maybe not so great. Um, so you know, so going to a bank is a is one way to do it. Taking investors is another way to do it. The problem with taking investors is that they'll either want to get a return quickly or they're going to be a part of your business. And if you ever grow it to the point of you start up as a million dollar business, you turn it to a hundred million dollar business, they're going to go from, if you, if you take, tw give them 20% of the company, you know, they go from $200,000, you know, stake in the company to a 200 million or a $20 million mm -hmm. stake in the company. So now you go to sell, you got, you know, so it's great if you're an investor, but it's not great if you're the founder. But at the same time, the reality of it is what I didn't know is uh, when I started the, this business was just the amount of capital that it was going to take. Um, the amount, you know, you can't, the idea is one thing, um, having money come in on a consistent basis is another. Yep. You know, if I were to do it, if I were to do it again, um, man, I might, I, I, I would do things very different. I would probably start off slower um, or take investors and start off really quick, really big. You know, the, the trouble is, is, and you mentioned this earlier, I mean, how many times have we heard about companies that are, you know, Twitter, Twitter's never made a profit. Right. But they're, they did an IPO. And so, but at some point in time, you know, the chickens are going to come to roost, whether that's Facebook or these big, and, and there's companies that are worth a billion dollars, but have never made a profit, which kind of scratched my head and go, are they really worth that? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's based on potential. Well, the problem is, with a public company and there's potential out there and people invest in potential, but man, if you're a guy, one person or guy or two people or a lady or whatever, man, you've got to find somebody. It's hard to find somebody that looks at you and says, wow, there's an opportunity there. I'm looking at right. what, what this thing could be. 
um, you know, then you get into angel investors and, and that sort of thing. But man, I, you know, if I had to do it again, uh, I would probably have my act together a little bit better with the opportunity. I would know what the opportunity is. I would probably spend a little bit more time working specifically and researching on how I need to do this um, before I jump into it. And I say all that, and now I look, now that I think about it, I'm like, man, I'm not sure I could have done it that way. Um, you know, sometimes you just got to dive in and just let's make this thing work, and you figure it out as you go. And this most entrepreneur entrepreneurs I know they they dive into something thinking they understand what this is going to take, and it's it's way bigger than they thought. You know, I, I would tell people all the time, if I you know if I had to do it again, knowing what I know now, if I'd have known that then, I probably would have never started the company. Yeah, because the roadblocks are just too big. You know, it, it's so it would be so daunting, all the problems I actually faced versus the problems I thought I would face, that um, I probably would have never done it. So I, you know, do it. I probably would do the same thing again now that I think about it. But I would probably have access to capital more handy, and and part of that comes from as I'm older now, I know more people and I know where to go get that. But man, when you're 26, 27 years old, you don't have that network and you don't know who those people are. Well, that desire for autonomy, right? It like, is. Like you wanted to to bootstrap your own company, and but what you didn't have the, the power of hindsight to realize yeah. is the autonomy is the limitation yeah. because you only have so much cash. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about outside funding is you can leverage that capital injection in order to be able to go purchase a new facility, to go purchase, yeah. to, to bring on new sales reps, to go acquire new business. Right. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if you're limited by the finite amount of cash flow that you have, then mm -hmm. you, your growth is going to be limited to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But also understand there's investors out there that will loan you money at a higher interest rate than what the bank would. And their leverage and their risk for them is, hey, if it doesn't work out, then I take part of your company. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're sinking that fast anyway, great. Yep. I could use your help, right? Um, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, if you watch Shark Tank, you know, those guys are trying to grow their business. And, they, and, and what they really want out of the sharks is not just their money, but their expertise. Yeah. You know, a lot and of times, the network, yeah. they'll, you know, they'll get three offers. If you've watched Shark Tank, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They'll get three offers and they don't always take the best offer they take the offer from the shark they think can help them grow the business faster. So if it's something that deals with online, if it's, I can't remember who all the people, I know Cuban, excuse me, from Dallas, but um, there's a lady on there that's really the shop at home shopping network. And, and so, you know, look at her and I'm like, man, if I had something that was going to be sold that way, huh. if, if she offered me half the money, great. I'd take it because I want her, because I want her to help me grow my business because she will be able to help me. You know, I'm not sure Mark Cuban will be good at that. But if it's tech, man, I, I want Cuban, right? Yeah. If it's something else, I want this person. If it's clothing, I want one of these guys, right? So it, it kind of goes back to finding someone that can help fund you, but also mentor you and know something about the business that you don't know. Your vertical. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, going back into healthcare IT, I mean, if I'd have known somebody that really knew healthcare IT, that would have invested in me, I would have let them invest in the company. I had them invest in the company for no other reason than they can get me five years down the road faster. And, you know, that's, that's the only thing that I look back on that I do different was I wish I'd have known more people in healthcare IT and had access to some of that capital. And I would have saved probably 10 years. I would have gotten where we are today. I'd gotten there in 10 years rather than 22 years. Yeah. And no, I'm not complaining at all. I mean, it's been a great 22 years and I've enjoyed it all and I'm enjoying what the future holds. 
But man, I'd gotten there so much faster than just doing it all myself. But taking that other route could have caused something catastrophic to happen too. And That's I true. think there's something beautiful about controlling your own destiny to an extent. Yeah. Right. Like you, you held the funds. It was the money that you were able to raise yeah. internally, externally, whatever. And you were able to leverage that, that capital to be able to yeah. grow the company, how you thought it was best done. And, and it wasn't always right, but it was yours. Yeah. But then there are also those days where the mail comes at three o'clock and payrolls at five. Yeah. And if that check doesn't come in the mail at three, you can't make that payroll at five. Those aren't fun. Yeah. I can't imagine. Not fun. But, you know, you look, I'll look back on them and they were part of your journey and they're part of my story. But, you know, there's, there's parts I look back on, man, I really miss those days. I don't remember that. I don't miss those days at all. I can't imagine. That was not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's usually what happens as an entrepreneur, your people get paid and you don't. And you got to go home and explain to your wife how, you know, hey, we may be late on a couple of payments and... You know, how does a macaroni and cheese sound next three months? But the good thing is, you know, your mortgage lenders is so understanding about that kind of stuff. You know, they really understand. And, and you know, they they just, it's a write-off to them. Yeah, just whatever. They're perfectly fine with yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that house back and sell it to the lowest bidder. Which, which you know, I've, I've got friends that are that are attorneys and I've got friends that are bankers. And you and I, you know, you know Corky and he's a great guy and he's a great banker. But at the end of the day, he's a banker. Yeah. And, um, and you know, they're your friend until you know, you're in need of something. So you got to remember they're, they're offering a service and they're selling it. And it's just like if our customers, we sell them something and they don't, they're late on paying us. We're going to be knocking on their door too. But, um, man, I just don't love bankers. Which is the other side of it and, and a whole different podcast for later. But the, you, you can talk about bringing, bringing in an investor and being able to leverage cash that way or a credit line. Like you, those bankers are going to be breathing down your neck like an investor is going to be breathing down your neck. Yep. And they can call that credit line pretty much whenever they want to, yep. you know, based on their risk, their risk tolerance and your utilization of that credit line. Yep. And it, doing it autonomously and leveraging a credit line isn't always better. Yeah. Because depending on what happens with economic factors, like like the like today, mm-hmm. they could call a line and there's yeah. nothing you can do but repay yep. half of it or yeah. all of it or whatever it is that the bank wants you to do in accordance with, with yep. the, the agreement. And the good thing about investor is he knows that if he doesn't help you, <laughs> Yeah. then he may not get his money back. So he's, he has a vested interest in what you're doing. And more than likely, if you pick the right person, they can help you get out of that situation. Or better yet, and, and this is the other thing, if, if you have investors and you're running into trouble and you see that ahead, call the investors and tell them. And go, hey, don't hide it from them. Yeah. Hey, this is what's going on. I need you, I need to call a meeting and you guys help me figure this out. Because if, they're more than likely they have money, they're successful people, and they've been through this before themselves. They can help you out, and they can help you through it. Right. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, that movie. It's actually a docu- it's, it's not a documentary. It's kind of a fictional documentary on Uber called, um, what's it called? Super Pumped. Have you seen it? Nope. Really interesting. It kind of goes back, and, and I don't know how, how true it is, but most of it is. But it was how Uber started. And, you know, he did everything he could to try to hide from the investors what was really going on. And then he would have to come pay the piper. And the guy was like, if you just come to me a month ago, I could have helped you. Now we've got to throw more money at it, right? But I could have helped you that, just been transparent. And that's the thing about investors. If, if they, you know, if they're good at what they do and they're invested in you, they want to help you because they want to return out of their money. Whereas a banker just wants their money. Yeah. And I don't care what you have to do. I have to, you know, take it out of your account or get it out of your parents or get it out of whatever. 
They don't care. They don't yeah. care about your business. They just, they, don't get me wrong. They, they care about your business because that business is going to help pay it off. But at the end of the day, they just want the money. Right. You know, in, a lot of times there's investor relationships or setups where they take a percentage of cash flow. Yeah. Right. In order for, mm-hmm. and you learn to operate with that lower percentage cash flow. Right. So it, it's, it's becomes more of an operative norm yeah. with an investor than it does because a bank can call that line at any time. Right. Yeah. If you want to take a percentage out for, for credit line, whatever, you can do that, but yeah. they, they can call it. And then all of that is going to be due in 30 days rather than giving up an incremental percentage yeah. of operating capital or cash flow to, to repay the investor. Yep. Exactly. So there's a little bit more predictability. To there it. is. And, and you know, it still goes back to kind of like the, like, like the last podcast, man, the first thing I tell you is go find some mentors that have been through this before. And, you know, you want to figure out how to, how to do things right the first time, have two or three people that you trust that have been through this before, and don't be afraid to ask them and tell them you don't know. I don't know how to do this, but I want to do it. This is the way I think I should do it. What do you think? And get opinions. And, man, you're going to get some really good free consulting. Because mm. people want to help people, right? Yeah. You know, in, interesting, and I know we've got to wrap this thing up, but an interesting case study for this is Cody. Yeah. You know, I mean, you talk about somebody who was with access forever in a day yeah, and decided to venture out on his own and was, you know, kind of vapor lock, vapor lock, vapor lock, and eventually just had to, had to move forward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's almost that, you know, idea that an okay decision made now is better than the perfect decision made, you know, in an undetermined amount of time. Some of it, it just, inertia can be a son of a gun yeah. and you, you have to just get moving and learn and evolve as you go rather than waiting for the perfect time to release the perfect business model with the perfect value proposition. And just like any entrepreneur, at some point in time, you have to hit rock bottom before you're able to come back up. And so I know Cody's been through some of that stuff too, is, you know, going through it and getting excited, but then man, nothing's hitting, nothing's hitting, then boom, it hits. And then this doesn't, you know, it's just, it's just roller coaster. but man, you got to just put it out there and start it. Yeah, You do, you just have to stick it out there and, and put your foot out there in the door and go, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. And and what helped Cody, and I think is the last point that we can make is, you know, find that soft place to land, leverage your network. Yeah. You know, find the people that you used to work with or used to work for and, and find, find out if they can leverage or utilize your services in some shape, form or fashion. And you can evolve your business model in a somewhat friendly environment. Because you have credibility and they believe in you already and they believe in your skills. They just know you've never done this before. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting. That's a really good question. I, I appreciate whoever asked that. Um, that was evidently somebody's really thinking about starting their own business and what they would do different. So I um, really appreciate that. That's, that's kind of part of the story I tell people all the time is, man, there's a lot of things I do different, but there's a lot of things I do the same. Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to make this about me, but I'm, I'm a little bit hurt. Are but, you? Yeah. Cause I, yes. I thought the answer was going to be higher Davin earlier, but dude, I, <laughs> dude, I couldn't afford you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't afford you at at the time. I couldn't afforded you at your uh, at your uh, National Guard salary. Seriously, much less. you know what do they say? Like hire an assistant, then hire somebody who's just like you, like not like a Cody, right? You yeah. hired an assistant, then you hired a Cody, and then eventually you get to the operations person that because you that that person that first person needs to mirror your 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 ideology, and yeah. I think Cody was that perfect person yeah. for you. Yeah. And then as you grow the business, you need to find that operations person with a bit of opposing ideology to yeah. you. To, to help to help you grow yeah. the business. It is. You know, the tr- trouble is you just got to cash flow that person. Right. I'm still trying to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Payroll on Friday. Payroll Friday. <laughs> All right. That was a fun one, man. Hey, thanks. Enjoy it. Yeah, until next time. See you.